What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, I'm Jeremy. That is SP3. It is Tuesday, May 30th. This is FMC. And despite the Lakers being eliminated from the NBA playoffs last week, we got to go back a whole week to be to realize that the Lakers are gone, to catch up to the Lakers being eliminated. Even though the Lakers are gone, this is still first morning church, everybody. And SP3 is still going to take us to church with a Celtics sermon. SP3, take it away. You see, ladies and gentlemen, even though you don't make it to the promised land, you can always find solace in this sports game off of the misery of others. And I know I talked about haters last week, and hating is never good for the soul. But sometimes happiness at the misery of, of people who got a little too cocky, a little too cocky, got a little too cocky, Jalen Brown with your TikTok dances, got a little too cocky, Jason Tatum. And uh, karma came back to haunt you in the first possession of uh, Game 7. But we are here to celebrate the fact that the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics are still tied for Larry O'Brien trophies. They still tied for, for, for those banners in the Raptors. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's a glorious day because we can celebrate. We can celebrate with the underdog, the underdog of the NBA Finals continuing on this journey, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They are continuing on this journey. But as I said on a couple of occasions on this show, the greatest HC in NBA playoff history. We've been going. We've we've been here. It's been 24 years. 24 years. We have people that will be in this chat. People that will watch this on demand who weren't even born, Jeremy. Who weren't even born to see the New York Knicks make it to the, to the, to the NBA Finals as an AFC. And my oh my, did they have a lot easier road, a lot easier path to take than uh, than uh, what the Miami Heat have accomplished, have accomplished this. And this is why the legacy, the legacy of Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy, playoff Jimmy has risen, has risen to an all-time status. He is welcome into, into, into the club superstar. He is welcome into club superstar because his playoff legacy is, uh, is solidified. It's solidified. This man has it would, would you would Jeremy, would you be making that face? Would you be making my face about Reggie Miller? Has you been making that face about Reggie Miller? No, yeah. Reggie Miller was a superstar in his day. He's the greatest. In, he's one of the greatest Indiana Pacers of all time. One of the greatest clutch shooters of all time. But you know what? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler been to more NBA Finals than him now. 
even the more NBA Finals than him now. Oh, and I say, I say, the New York Knicks, like I said, 1999 New York Knicks. I've been, I was, I live in New York. I saw it firsthand. I was about 11, 12 years old at the time, at the time, but I saw it firsthand. You had Allen Houston, very underrated uh, in, in his day, one of the best two guards in the league. You had Latrell Spirell when he wasn't busy choking out coaches. He was making some big shots. You had Larry, Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson, Grandmama, with the big threes, with the clutch shooting. You had you had on his last legs, on his last legs, you had Patrick Ewing. You had the Patrick of the Unions, uh, the package of the Unions, when it wasn't sweating up buckets and leaving puddles on the Madison Square Garden floor. He was doing some good things for the New York Knicks, even back in 1999. But the Miami Heat, Miami Heat. When you talk about the Miami Heat, you have to talk about the fact they had a whole bunch of guys who were, who were school teachers. He they, they they working with the with the with the roster from one of the four teams back when Bill Russell was winning all his championships. When the league was only four teams, when you had construction workers and mechanics playing basketball in their in their off time. Gabe Vincent, he used to be a mechanic. I'm probably sure he used to be a bartender. Is is not. It's 2023, so maybe he was a bartender. He wasn't a mechanic. He was a bartender. Then you had you had yeah, Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin was at best the fifth best player off the bench for a lot of teams in his career. And now this man was dropping 26, 26 in the most important game of the Miami Heat season. He was he, he was hit big shot after big shot. The man was on fire. Yeah, Bam out of Bayou. Bam out of Bayou, another consistent big man, another inconsistent big man who wasn't there for them in game seven, wasn't there for them in game seven. He, he's another guy who probably should have been a mechanic. He probably should have been a mechanic because I don't think basketball is his game. I don't know. I don't know. For the, for the hype and the all-star games this man has made, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing out there in these streets. But you have to give it up. You have to give it up for Coach Bosch. Coach Spocia, Eric Spocia, one of the best coaches of the modern era. Yeah, I, I am old enough to remember, ladies and gentlemen. I'm old enough to remember 10 years ago when he had LeBron James, LeBron James, when he had Dwayne Wade, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, when he had Chris Bosch, when he had Chris Bosch, and all them shooters, all them shooters around him. They used to say Coach Bo didn't deserve his job. They used to say Pat Pat Riley needs to come down from the press box and take over the coaching position. They said that Coach Bo was just a modern day Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van, see, I'm old enough to remember when Stan Van Gundy was coaching Shaq and Dwayne Wade, and they had to replace him with much Pat Riley. Pat Riley, one of the greatest coaches of all time, and now Coach Bo. Coach Bo, he might not be on the level of a Pat Riley. He might not be on the level of a Phil Jackson. He might not be on the level of a great Popovich. Uh, might not be on the level of a Red Arback. Yeah, I'm old enough to say that name, too. <laughs> But he is on that here, just below them, because he just took an eighth seed to the NBA Finals, and he owes a lot of that 
to the man who is a welcome participant, who got a seat at the table of Club Superstar. He gets bottle service at Club Superstar now. Yes, he gets bottle service. This man has had a 40-point triple-double. He's had a 30-point triple-double in the NBA Finals. In the NBA Finals. And you know what they tried to say? They tried to say, they tried to say the bubble wasn't real, but the bubble is real. He's back. He's back in it. The bubble is real. The bubble is real. It doesn't matter what Jeremy says. That's what, and you know what? You know what? Jeremy is very knowledgeable in basketball. I'm not going to deny it. But we do need to discount some of his takes because he's an Oklahoma City fan. If your team is trash, we got to discount some of your opinions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If your team never won a championship, we got we to discount. We got to discount some of your opinions. We got to discount. We go. We, it's, it, your, your opinions is not worth $5. It's worth a dollar not to die. It's worth a dollar not to We go discount it. We take a 20, we take a 20, 25% off of your takes because your team never won a championship. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing because you're trying to deny Jimmy Butler. And what did he do? What did he do? He beat, he beat the guy everybody was saying was the best player in the league. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Under the Kupo. See, I'm an NBA analyst. I know how to say under the Kupo. Uh, he, he beat Giannis under the Kupo. And what, how did he do it? He dropped a 56 piece with biscuits, with the cheddar biscuits, with the cheddar biscuits that you hear, that you taste it before you even taste it. You smell the butter when you eat the cheddar biscuits. You smell the cheese. He, he dropped a 56 piece on that guy. On that guy. He beat the New York Knicks. He walked into Madison Square Garden and it beat the New York Knicks. So the Knicks fans, though disgusting human beings, couldn't have a parade off of a game one win against the Miami, Miami Heat. Because the Knicks love to have parades whenever they win a damn home game. He ain't give them a chance for that. He ain't give them no, no, no chance for that. And then, he went up 3-0 against the Boston Celtics. He beat them twice, back-to-back, game one, game two, in Boston, in the mean streets of Boston, in the mean streets of Boston, like it's Benzino. Like it, they beat him, beat him like they, it was Eminem versus Benzino. <laughs> I don't really want to do this. I don't even know. <laughs> Being like this, it, and I don't want to be. And I say, somebody, nobody wants to hear the grandfather rap. No, no man have heart attacks. I don't want to be responsible for that. So, oh man, they was like three oh on their ass, and then, and then, and then they got them into a false sense of security. They got one game. They got game four in Miami. <laughs> then they got game five. They got game five back in Boston. They was like, oh, we can win in Boston. Oh, we good now. We good now. And then they had, I'll give them credit for game six. Game six, it was the edge of your seat programming. Derek White. Derek White. Not Derek Black. Not Derek Black. No, Derek White. Hit that game winner. Hit that game winner in game six. And everybody was like, oh, we're on the precipice, the precipice. See, I, I've been working on my vocabulary and how to pronounce words on the precipice, on the precipice of history, history. 
and what did he what did they do on the precipice of history looking straight into the eyes of history and a three hole lead I know the Celtics were hopeful they were hopeful they were about to make history 151 teams in NBA playoff history have been up 3-0 and 150 had won that series and the Boston Celtics were trying to be the one in 150 and one. But you know what they were? They were the one in 150 and one. Teams never come back from 3-0. And the hopeful was done. Because they were hopeful. Yes, I am hopeful for today. Take this music and use it. Let me take you away and be hopeful. Hopeful. And he'll make a way. I know it ain't easy. Cause that's okay. Cause we're hopeful. Yeah, and, and you see, you see Tatum. I wish working wearing that Kobe Bryant jersey. He's like, I'm about to go over to the Lakers and get that 18th championship. I wish. And you see, you see Jalen Brown. He's gonna start stop playing basketball and getting eight turnovers. He's gonna become a TikTok dancer. <laughs> Al Horford gonna take his wife's Twitter away. <laughs> We are tired, tired of 17 of these. And don't worry, Laker Nation. We're coming back. We're coming back to the promised land. We might not get 18 next year, but I promise we'll get 18 before the Boston Celtics. Because they are choke. They choke. They choked. They were on the precipice of history. Number two C second, second best record overall. And they couldn't do it. <laughs> They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. It's all right. It's okay. The lake is going to be here anyway. Whew. Congratulations to the Miami Heat. The echo at some point. God, that was when I did like a shocked face. Then you buried my take. I get discounted takes takes because my team's. Not good. That's not my fault. Who was the person to predict the Nuggets were going to win the NBA Finals at the start of the season? That's looking good. They got that, that good-ass steak for $1.99. Yo, that was dope. <laughs> I, I said, you, 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 your takes are worth money. I just said, we're not $5. We got a discount. We got a discount. Can you get a good – who eats a $1.99 steak? That sounds awful. That sounds absolutely awful. $1.99 steak. Are you kidding me? If if someone if someone offers you a $1.99 steak, run. Because that thing is <laughs> it's probably cardboard. It's probably cardboard and it's probably gonna kill you within the first bite. I guarantee it. Guarantee. It's probably purple on the inside. Not even Whatever. Really. I'll be McDonald's. I'll be McDonald's <laughs> with the with $1.99 takes. I'll be value menu. That's fine. I keep serving them up, and they keep being filling too, baby. They keep being filling. Nuggets winning the title. Nuggets in four. Nuggets in four. Jimmy Butler, Alfred the Butler, Karam Butler, Karam Butler, <laughs> Jeffrey the Butler. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, this man is wild out here in these streets. He wild out here in these streets. Heat culture. Heat culture. Migos for the culture. <laughs> Shout out to Migos. You see Offset posting this video of Cardi B's ass? No, I did not. That was, that was a awesome. weird left turn there. That was all over my timeline last <laughs> night. I need to curate my timeline better or something. You do. You do. And nobody don't talk about wrestling, but Young Bucks for the culture for super kicking the blackface singer. (laughs) Congratulations to the Miami Heat. We thought last week when we did this show, we were like, yeah, we're going to preview the finals next week. We thought we were just going to talk about two sweeps. Maybe the Celtics would get a game. Celtics got all the way back, got back to a game seven. And then on one hand, like, no matter what happened in game seven, it was going to be a hilarious outcome because it was either going to be the heat blow that lead. They they're the first team ever to blow a three Oh lead, which would be hilarious or the Celtics fight all the way back to get to a game seven only to lose game seven at home after all the bravado they had after winning the last three, especially game six, game six, one of the best games I've ever seen. And now it won't live quite as strong because the Celtics lost by 20 in game seven. So that game six is like, oh, you just delayed this ass whooping for 48 hours. Inevitable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So still a great play by Derek White and everything. Um, and we thought it was going to be a little bit different of a, of a preview. Thought we'd talk about two sweeps, but we're not. Congratulations to Miami. I, we kind of said it last week. Spolcher is good. Spolcher is a heck of a coach. He continues to show that every single series. He's outcoached everybody on the other side of the bench every series. He's already gotten one coach fired. Might get a second coach fired if uh, the Celtics decide to, to go away from Joe Mazzulla and decide to get someone with a little bit more experience there. He might get a team blown up. We don't know what the Celtics are going to do. There's talk of trading one of the Jays. Um, I don't think they will, by the way. I don't think they yeah. should. Either. I don't think I don't they think should they either. Yeah. No. So they just went in, they just got into like this. This is like the miracle scene. This is like a Cinderella uh, story for the Miami Heat. They are, like Caleb Martin, he was undrafted. They have these, these random undrafted guys that are like, yeah, we're just going to drop 30 in a game seven. Sure. Why not? Like, it is nuts what Miami has been able to do. And look, I'm picking the Nuggets. I think that's very obvious. Is it going to be four? No, I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I really don't. I think I think it'll go. I'll say six. I five wouldn't shock me. And I fully, fully admit, I've clearly been down on the Heat all series, all all playoffs. I've clearly been down yeah. on Jimmy Butler all playoffs. I thought that Milwaukee would beat them. By the way. Let's not say it's a hot take to think that Milwaukee was going to beat Miami. Oh, all right, let's we not. all thought we all thought Miami was go- was going to lose to Milwaukee. I predicted that as well. I just said <laughs> I had more faith in Jimmy Butler making that a competitive series. I did not foresee him winning the series. Yeah. I'm going to be honest here, but I have been on the Jimmy Butler bandwagon. He he solidified my seat on the bandwagon with his performance against my Los Angeles Lakers in the bubble finals. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Jimmy Butler. I'm, I'm going to have faith in him and I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to be non-biased here. 
and I'm going to say the Heat in seven. (laughs) Non-bias. I want to see history. We have never seen an eighth seed win the NBA Finals. We could see. see We could see. It would honestly be insane because the I know you don't follow hockey, but the Florida Panthers, also an eight seed, are in the finals of the Stanley Cup final in the NHL playoffs. Also an eight seed. They've had they beat Boston too. I think someone had the stat. Boston's the first team to lose a game seven in their building in uh hockey and basketball. Because the Celtic or not Celtic, well, the Celtics did lose game seven. Uh the Boston yeah. Bruins lost game seven to the Florida Panthers. So also another team from Florida as well to the Florida Panthers and theirs. And the the um sorry the Bruins were the top seed in the NHL and they were a historically great regular season team. They actually had the best regular season history in the NHL. They blew a 3-1 lead against the Florida Panthers. So the Celtics at least tried to claw back from a 3-0. But yes, both Boston teams lost game seven at home and the NBA, and the NHL playoffs. Could be just a giant parade in Florida. That's what that uh, that's what that state needs, is people wiling over sports. Just That's definitely what that state needs. They, they yeah, need more they reason never, they, to just... They never wild out, right? No, no. Can you imagine two parades in the span of like two days with each other? Oh my gosh, Florida's just going to... And get us in a lot of trouble is what's gonna happen. You're gonna see Florida man out in these streets. Florida man gonna see, be partying. You're gonna see Florida. It's not gonna be Florida man. It's gonna be like Florida. Just all of Florida is just getting in trouble over there. Like I'm going with the Nuggets. Let's let's break this thing down. SP3. Who's guarding Jokic? Who's stopping Jokic? You went to Anthony Davis, greatest defensive player in the league, top five MVP candidate with your Five dollar takes that should should be returned. Returned that. That was undercooked. That was very undercooked take. I don't want that. Give me a better cooked take than that. Send that. You back said to medium the chef, rare. Please. You said medium rare. Send that back to the chef, please. Anthony Davis. Everybody praised his defense for the first two series. How's Jokic gonna score on Davis? What's he gonna do against Davis? Oh, he's going up against Gobert. Gobert ain't Anthony Davis. Gobert don't move like Anthony Davis. Carl Anthony Towns, he definitely ain't got nothing. He definitely ain't got nothing like Anthony Davis. I remember who they played in the second round. That was a Suns. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Suns. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton ain't anybody. I legit didn't remember who they played in the second round. I was like, who did they beat? This felt like it was like three months ago at this point. Because the Phoenix Suns don't even deserve to be acknowledged as a basketball team at this point. <laughs> Anthony Davis with his great defense, his praise defense, nothing, nothing for the legit three-time MVP, Nikola Jokic. Bam? Bam's going to do something? And I think Bam's a great defender, by the way. A very good defender. Very good. He's not the single defender that Anthony Davis is. He doesn't make the impact plays that Anthony Davis does. As far as like team defense and connectivity, Bam is just as good as Anthony Davis. I will say that. He's going to go up against Jokic? What's he going to do against Jokic? What, who, what's anybody going to do? 30, 30 triple-double. 30-point 30 th- triple-double again. Kevin Love? Kevin Love going to stop? 
Jokic, who's guarding Michael Porter Jr.? That's the X factor for this series, by the way. Michael Porter Jimmy Jr. Butler. Six six ten. All right, then who's guarding Jamal Murray? I oh, think you gotta Gabe put Vincent. It. Gabe Vincent, the GOAT. The GOAT game physics. Ah, Jimmy Butler. You saw him, you saw many people voted for him for Easter Conference MVP. I mean, yeah, that, that was Kellen Martin. They voted for Kellen Martin, not Gabe Vincent. <laughs> Kellen Martin. I know. That's not... <laughs> Look, Miami's got Miami's got a great team defense, by the way. A very good team defense. I, I don't know about great because you know, it wasn't that good during the regular season. It's been much better during the playoffs. I'm not going to doubt Spo and how he game plans because he does a great job at that. People want to talk about the zone. They did a great job throwing the zone in there against Boston. Number one team. Against the zone this year, offense, Denver Nuggets. Denver, zone ain't going to work as well against the Nuggets when you got a passing big man like Nikola Jokic. It just it don't work as well. When you got all that movement, you got three-point shooters, zone ain't going to work as well. Who's scoring? They, they're going to need that hot scoring again. Caleb Martin's going to have to continue to shoot like Reggie Miller. Jimmy Butler is definitely going to have to take over some games. He can't, he can't afford these stinker games that he's prone to have. Let's not act like I'll give playoff Jimmy his due and everything. When he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. Oh, the last, the he last, can't afford the last, these terrible games. The last nine games, he's, he's only averaged about 23 points or 24 points per game, and he shot 20, 26% from three. So, yeah, I'm not going to deny the last nine games is much different than his first eight games of the playoffs when he was averaging 30-plus. Uh, but he going to turn it on. He's going to go another level. Just like you saw, he was at a certain level in the regular season, and then he went to another level in the playoffs to make them this far. He's going to another level in the NBA Finals. And my finals prediction from my heart was heat in seven, but really. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill realistically i think it's going to be nuggets in five my head is saying nuggets in five thank you for being smart and realizing that i'm just i'm honest i am nothing but honest and i give five dollar takes it seems foolish to doubt the Miami Heat at this point. Look, they beat the Bucks. The Bucks were the clear favorites. They beat the Celtics. The Celtics were a favorite team to start the season. The Knicks or whatever. The Knicks, as you said, celebrate when they win a playoff game. So they ain't they ain't nothing. Miami's a great team. Hey, the, Knicks, the Knicks are better than the Phoenix Suns, who celebrated off of a trade. <laughs> the Knicks and the Knicks. The Miami Heat are a great team. You're not in the finals unless you're a great team. Seems foolish to to doubt them at this point but like the nuggets have been the best team all playoffs they've been the best team all playoffs they the timberwolves or whatever they beat the suns who yeah like you said everyone was celebrating this kevin durant trades like how do you match up with this team well you wait till chris paul gets hurt because that happens every single season and then you just beat like them down. yeah you just beat them down after that they beat the lakers who everyone's like oh how do you do anything? It's the Lakers after the way they've played in the first two rounds. They don't beat the Lakers. They swept the Lakers. Lakers didn't get a game 
off of them. They swept the Lakers. Miami's going to make it tough on them. Miami's going to play well enough that it's going to be tough. But I think Miami not putting them away, putting Boston away in seven, might come back to haunt them because they had to expend a lot of energy to, you know, they played four extra games that they probably didn't have to play at least three of them. And now they might be a little bit more tired. I think that is going to go one way or the, or another that they're oh, going to use the rest versus rust argument. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think that the, I think, I think the Denver Nuggets have had too much time off. Like we said last week, we, they ended their series on Monday of last week. It's already been eight days. The series doesn't start until Thursday. That means they had 10 days off. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be firing on all cylinders. You know, it's going to be difficult for Miami because they're going to the altitude of how it is in Denver. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Like I I said, I think it it can go one of two ways with that. I think this argument's stupid because it's going to be confirmed in game one. Whatever your way you're leaning just gets immediately confirmed and there's no actual argument for it. If Denver comes out and they're missing shots, like, Oh, they've had too much rest. They've had too much rest. It's rust. Now it's not good. And if Denver wins, like, Oh, the the rest is so great. They they needed this rest. Miami had to play all of these games. It's just, it's a confirmation based on how the first game goes, but every team reacts different to it i don't think there is a rest versus rust argument i think you always want the rest i think it's dumb to be like oh there's too much rest while the other team just had to play four extra games you want the rest if you can't come out and you aren't playing that well in the first game you didn't do enough with that rest you may maybe you rested too much and didn't weren't in the gym staying sharp during that it's not like these guys are out there like, oh, rest. They were just taking 10 days to lay around going to top golf like the Celtics. They weren't just taking these 10 days to lay around and do nothing. They should have been studying film. They they should have been, you know, still getting shots up, running plays and everything. And their bodies should be good. They should be very good to go for this. I think you always want the rest. Even if they lose game one, even if they come out flat in game one, I don't think it's a bad thing to have the rest. And it's stupid when you argue the rest versus rust, because no matter what you say on it, game one, you're just immediately going to flip based on how the game goes. And too many people do that. I'm, I'm telling you now, take the rest. Because one of two ways. I, I, I always, I'm, I'm always, I'm always of the belief. Yeah. You rather have the rest. I, you know, being my team made it into the playoffs. I always wanted rest before we started a new series, but it can go one of two ways, always, like you said. And, you know, whoever's arguing for the, the rust may look good if Denver doesn't come out firing, even if they wind up winning the game. If they don't come out firing in the first first quarter, I guarantee you, you're going to hear that argument that the rust got to them. And, of course, you would want the rest, but I don't. I, like I said, I think it could go one of two ways, and I think we're going to see in game one. It can go one of two ways, and everybody, whatever way you're leaning for, it gets confirmed immediately, and every, then everybody just immediately goes, see, they're rusty, they're rusty, having all that rest isn't good. It's actually a good thing to blow a 3-0 lead and go to game seven. This is actually oh, they're not. No one's arguing that. that. No one's arguing that. See, this is what they're going to argue. Hyperbole. 
That's high. This is what they're gonna argue though. That that's basically what you're arguing. Is it's good to go seven games. It's good to go seven games instead of four. That's what you're arguing. No. No, no one's arguing. Well, if you go seven, you'll be sharp. You'll be sharp if you go seven. Hey. Right? That's what you're arguing. I know the Miami Heat with my playoff Jimmy Butler. They're gonna be they're gonna be ready to go. We saw that. I hope so. I hope so. They're see. I don't. I don't say my be. Miami Heat because they're not my team. But my playoff Jimmy. I believed in Jimmy. I'm on the bandwagon of the Jimmy Butlers. I mean, you, you're just a hater of the Denver Nuggets. Is largely no. I don't hate the Denver Nuggets. You hate a certain person who should be a three-time MVP. No, I don't hate him. I just didn't think he deserved both back-to-back MVP. That's all. That's not hate. Well, I hate. I, I will admit, I hate Chris Paul. <laughs> I hate the New York Knicks and their fan base. I hate the Phoenix Suns and their fan base. I don't hate. I don't hate Nikola Jokic, and I don't hate Denver Nuggets fans. I'm actually very happy for Denver Nuggets fans. He ain't worried about your regular season MVPs because. He is about a week and a half away from a finals MVP. And I will clap it. I will be up here and I will clap it up for him. Congratulations to Nikola Jokic with your first NBA finals. And if he makes it all the way to the end, gets his four wins, four more wins, I will say congratulations on the NBA finals MVP because he deserves it. And I I am the person who was up on this show and said, that Nikola Jokic deserved, deserved to win the MVP this year. So, won't deny that. Cannot wait for the Denver Nuggets, the team that I picked. We're just going to play that clip on a loop, by the way. It's going to loop the entire time when the Nuggets win. But when I predicted the Warriors last year, we didn't play that on a loop. Did you clip it? Huh? I would have. Did you clip it? Well, do I'll it. I go back. I'll go go back, back and clip it. You gotta, you gotta create, create your own narrative here. That's a different thing. Uh, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta put in the work. SP three, go clip it, and then we'll play it. I'm too busy clipping my sermons. Fair. I think today was a good, good one. It was a good final one. It was a good final one right here. You know, I, 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 I came, a... I came in unprepared. I came in unprepared. But I was like, I didn't I was know like, gonna be you. You just tweeted last night. You're like, I'm gonna do a sermon. I'm like, okay, sure. I don't know why. Louis in the chat. Louis in the chat. Who, uh, you know, he's he's the number one hater in the FMC community, and he was very happy to see the Celtics lose. And he he uh, put the gif of uh, the the black kid in Sister Act Two singing "Oh Happy Day." So I was like, okay, got to do one more sermon because the Celtics lost. The Celtics lost. So I'm okay with the Lakers losing in the same round. I don't know if I can do a sermon if the Nuggets win the title. Not that like you need I to have. You need to have the misses play her piano. <laughs> One, I can't sing. I can't sing. I definitely can't sing on the level of SB3. So that won't be good. I could, uh, you did. I did appreciate the Eminem rap on there. That was right up my alley. That was was... was a complete hit. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like, who's from Boston? Oh, Ben Zito. <laughs> when you said Mean Streets of Boston, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Because I just think of that Boston, the Mean Streets of Boston. Yeah. That's what I that's what made me think Ben Zito is because yeah. I said Mean Streets of Boston. Oh, okay, Ben Zito. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this I know. I know this. Let's go. Uh, maybe she'll play the piano again. I can't sing, so that ain't that ain't good. One, like I can't do a sermon on the level of that. I don't want to like come off as a dollar 99 sermon because that is definitely how it will come off. So maybe I'll come up with something else. Uh, Louis, Louis says J- Jason and Jalen, the sons of lens, like when bias, that's never filled with potential and doom the Celtics to mediocrity. Damn. A lot of that is true. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> a lot of takes on the Celtics and, Oh, do you trade? Jalen or Jason. I don't know if you trade either of them. They're still young. Look what they've accomplished. They went to the conference finals three years ago uh, in the bubble against Miami. Uh, two years ago, they had, I think Jalen was injured two years ago until they lost. Uh, last year, they were in the finals. And this year, conference finals again. Like they're still 25. Like they're, it's not like these Jason, guys have like Jason fully Tatum hit their has, been, has been to what four or five conference finals already in his career. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's a, it's not the time to trade him. I think Jalen Brown is a good number two, possibly number three. And I think that there's also another level for Jason Tatum to go. If he works in the gym, puts in the work in the gym, I think he can go, he can exceed to another level and solidify his spot among the top eight, top top seven top five best players in the league i think that he's a he's a he's in the top 10 or a fringe top 10 player in this league but he has another level that he can go he has that potential he's shown that he did that in game seven against the against the sixers he's been to an nba finals like he has another level that he can go jalen brown jalen brown the real decision for the boston celtics is figuring out if jalen brown is the best number two for Jason Tatum or is he quite possibly a number three or is he like the second of a big three you have to get that third or second guy for Jason Tatum so they just have to figure out where Jalen Brown fits into that is he gonna be that number two where a lot of these playoffs he was playing like he was that number two consistent he was probably more consistent than Jason Tatum a lot of times especially in that Sixers series they just have to figure out if he's long term gonna be that number two or do you move him over to the number three and get a big man in there I honestly feel if they get a big man who can put the ball in the basket I think they would be unstoppable and be the clear favorite in the Eastern Conference again, but they just have to figure out how they can do that. And with the pieces that they do have, I think there is, there's been potential for a big trade for them. And I even said that going into the last offseason that they have the pieces that they could make a trade with like their, their draft capital and the players that they have. Marcus Smart, I've never been very high on him. I think that he's uh, he's an integral part of the culture that they build in Boston, but he could be an integral part in a trade to get the player that can fit in that into that big three. I think that they have a whole bunch of other guys. Williams played really well uh, last night, so I think that he can be like a good like secondary person in the front court. But they need that number one in the front court. I think that's the that's the key long term. 
Brogdon was supposed to help when it came to the ball handling. He was injured for game six yeah. and game seven. It seemed like he was injured for pretty much this entire series because uh, they yes. needed that ball handler. That's what they lacked last season. Um, and that's why they went out and got Brogdon because of the whole true point guard type of thing. Marcus Smart takes on a lot of responsibility there. Jason Tatum takes on a lot of responsibility there. Jalen Brown, not the greatest creator uh, for others. Um, so they went out and got Brogdon, which was a good pickup. You're right about the front court. Al Horford's not getting any younger. Can still produce, but not yeah. getting any younger. You got Robert Williams, who has played well. Where does Grant Williams fit in? And maybe they do need like another another big. I think they make move around the fringes. I think that's probably the best course of action for them. If there's something out there for Jalen Brown, you're foolish not to explore it, right? I mean, you always want to find ways to make your team better. And if something comes along that you think a Jalen Brown trade makes your team better, you do it. Do I think you should be proactive and trying to trade Jalen Brown? No. If something comes along, great. But I wouldn't go out there shopping around uh, for something. I would just you know wait until someone maybe comes to you with an offer. Celtics are going to be fine. The coach thing, maybe that has to change just because well, I don't think Missoula was bad. It's his first year. He was thrown into it very hastily because everything Ime did. And it was like, oh, well, we got to get somebody. We don't really have time to do a full-on coaching search for a team that's ready to win now. Let's just promote an assistant who knows everything, who knows everybody, and go from there. So it was a very like quick process there. Maybe they take longer this offseason to really reevaluate that. And maybe that's enough. Maybe you just get a coach in there who has the experience and hey, wants to join the Monty Williams sweepstakes. They need to join the Monty Williams suite. That you might know, be you know like they, be. that might be the, the, the thing that they they need is a better maybe a better a better coach because they went to the NBA finals with Idoku and you know he did what he did. So you had to, you know, put the assistant in. Maybe it is just a better coach. They don't really even need the big. They just need a better coach that can lead them uh, you know, to the NBA finals and complete the the mission there. Here's what we need, SP3. There's one man on the market right now who all of his accolades came off of one championship with the Boston Celtics. All the praise this man gets. No! No! All the praise this man gets is because he won one title with the Boston Celtics. He's been a failure everywhere else blown lead after blown lead superstar player after superstar player can't get it done but people are still believing this man is a great coach because he got one title with the boston celtics the most overhyped team of all time because of one one title sp3 one championship we need the return of the prodigal doctor. I'm about to lose my mind. You've That's where we're going, SV3. 
Get Doc Rivers in there. Get him back, baby. Need a Dr. Rivers. <laughs> yeah, you killed me when you said when I realized where you were going. That was great. Yes, yes. I mean, the power driver finisher is right. Kaden, get on it. You need to clip that. <laughs> he doesn't do any work around here. Are you kidding me? He ain't going to do this. I'll clip it. I'll make it happen. He don't. He doesn't do anything around here. Get out of here. <laughs> One championship. Hey, if it wasn't for two of the greatest players of all time, Kobe Bean Bryant and LeBron James, Doc Rivers may have won another championship with the Maybe. Boston. Maybe. 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 If it wasn't for injuries and age, he would have done it. If he would have got KG five years earlier. See, I'm just coming up with all the excuses that probably Doc yeah. Rivers did. Come up with. <laughs> Maybe if he would win an elimination game, if he would win a closeout game, he'd have more championships. Maybe if his record in potential closeout games wasn't like one in 10 and then, you know, times five, so 10 and 50, whatever his record is that I thought was a fake stat because I did not think you could possibly lose this many potential closeout games. Maybe if he did that, he'd have more championships. But he doesn't because he doesn't win those games. It would be great, though. Bring back Doc Rivers to Boston, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. (sighs) Nick Nurse is going to Philadelphia. It's a good pickup. I like that for Philly. Yeah, I think that's a good pickup. That's someone that can help Embiid, uh, you know, get the finer points. And I think that he can come up with better schemes for, uh, you know, the team that he has. And he, he's played with a superstar that has beaten Embiid in, in, in the playoffs off of off one of the greatest shots of all time. So I think Nick Nurse in, in Philly is, is a very good fit, in my opinion. It's a good pickup. We'll see you know, what happens there. Milwaukee, uh, they had Toronto's assistant, right? And then do the Bucks on Adrian Griffin. That's who yeah. cooked the bookshop. So, you know, that's a it's a good I like that they're gonna go with uh kind of a, a younger coach, like someone who doesn't have the head coaching experience there. Uh I like I like that move for Milwaukee because it would have been very easy just to go with someone. Like Doc Rivers. And look, if you got a chance to get Nick Nurse, you go after Nick Nurse. But I like the Adrian Griffin hire. I like that some it's kind of a fresh voice, someone who just hasn't been around to be in the head coach and has basically the head coach failure stink on them. That might sound a little harsh, but that is what happens. Um like you know, all these head coaches, they're just retreads a lot of times. Yeah. It's like, well, you failed here, you failed there. Why are you gonna do better here? Adrian Griffin doesn't have all that all that failure on him so I we like need that. more uh, first time first time coaches yeah. too so i'm yeah. i'm happy to see that um i don't know if there's any more nba topics because i have one more to discuss and i don't know if you've heard about it but the most bitter man in nba history yes oh, oh the most yeah. bitter the most bitter man in nba history scotty pippen is at it again. And did you hear him call? He said, before he got there, before he got to the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jeffrey Jordan 
was a horrible player. I have never seen someone more scarred by a documentary since Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, like, like, (laughs) I I have never seen someone who probably has nightmares off of the last dance, like Scottie Pippen, that he wakes up and he starts, he starts tripping more, tripping and tripping and tripping to call Michael Jeffrey Jordan, in many people's eyes, the greatest player to ever touch a basketball, a horrible player before he got there. He taught Michael Jordan how to be a great player, apparently. So, Scotty Trippin says, Louis, <laughs> we got to stop listening to, to Scotty. I mean, Michael's son is dating his ex, is apparently a thing. Like, this, this man, that's a real thing. That's a real Jesus thing. Jesus Christ. By the way, that's a real thing. Um, Wasn't it a rapper before? It seems like it's you know been been a uh, yeah Hetty James saying let's be real last dance ain't the ain't the reason Scotty's mad we all know why I think I just mentioned it why right there um yeah I don't know if it's last day I don't know what it is with with this man he's I think that's just... why he's mad at Michael Jordan I think that's why he's mad last at Michael dance? Jordan yeah because the, it was always something that people said. But now it's a documentary that more and more people can watch over time. Michael, and Michael I think was that it's kind of Michael was kind to Scotty during this though. Like they, they Michael even said, like I'm not winning without Scotty. Like this team isn't happening without Scotty. I don't understand what Scotty's trying to do. I don't. I don't get it. It's sad. It's sad on a lot of levels. But I, I don't get it. I don't know, man. I don't know what goes through that guy's head. Why can't people just like have money and shut up? Man, if I if I had all the money these people had, I'd shut the hell up. I, you yeah. wouldn't hear from me at all. I'd be in bed all day, just chilling, doing nothing. That's what I would do if I had that kind of money. Just shutting up. More people should try that, even if you don't have More money. People should sh- should shut the hell up. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. More people should shut the hell up. And Scotty Pippen is the lead is on the leaderboard for that list. Please shut the hell up, Scotty Pippen. We have respect for you. I, I think it's all it's also the fact that for a long time people made the argument he was the greatest small forward of all time. And now that's a, that feels like a distant memory of, of people even arguing for that. Like it's it's LeBron James, it's everybody else. It's then Le, it's LeBron and then Larry Bird. And I, I I know people have uh, people have put other people up above him. Kevin Durant at one time people were putting over yeah. Scotty Pippen. So. Look, Scotty's still great. Scotty, the problem with him, and this is not like him as, as far as his takes and go. I think this is where things are unfair to Scotty, is that he's probably never going to get the credit he deserves because he was always linked to Jordan. Scotty on his own, great player. Great player. He is one of the best small forwards of all time. Yes, LeBron's better. Yeah, I'd take Larry Bird. There's an argument, a very good argument for Kevin Durant. Still top five. Still yeah. top five on there. Like, he's a great player. All right, so you played alongside the greatest player of all time. That doesn't make you any worse. But people that's how people want to look at Scotty. And I think that's unfair to Scotty. And maybe he's just he's it's all gotten to him. 
doesn't mean you got to bury the guy who is a large reason why you got all these rings that you also have. All right. But Scotty's still a very good player. He's still one of the best small forwards of all time. He still is. So he says should have won in 94. Then they did well in 94 without Jordan. They like, did. did they win a title? No, but look how many great players we have today that ain't got titles. Kevin Durant ain't got a title without playing next to one of, if not the greatest point guard of all time. Kevin Durant does that, yeah. doesn't have any titles without Steph Curry. So I'm not knocking Scotty because, oh, you didn't win a title without Jordan. Charles Barkley's got no titles. So that that's not a knock on Scotty. Scotty is still one of the best small forwards, one of the best players of all time. I think it sucks that he decides to be bitter about all of this just because people praise Jordan and link him so much to Jordan and whatever other reasons he wants to be bitter about. Just accept it. Again, one, shut up. Two, just flash all them rings. Be like, care if I played alongside Jordan? You see all these rings I got? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, got, I got six more than a lot of y'all. I got yeah. six more than Charles. Got six more than Patrick. Six more than than Carl Malone, who's a more awful human being. I got I got six I got six more than a lot of other people. Just be happy with that. Be happy that you're in the seventy five greatest players of all time. Yeah, him and Wilson, him and uh, him and Isaiah Tom Thomas. Uh, both of them are very bitter. It seems Isaiah got some reasons. I'll yeah, he he got more. He got more reasons. <laughs> And I think, and then the reason why I say it's the last dance, I think it's really that part of the last dance where he talks about Scotty not wanting to go back into the game and Ku coach hitting that shot. I think it's that point, that that specific point in the last dance. I think that is why he just keeps going in on on Michael. Maybe I mean that. Like, if you're gonna point to anything, that would be it. But and Scotty just gotta let stuff go. It's like just again. You got all this money. Shut up. Yeah, Eddie's probably right. I think rich people get bored and just talk shit for the sake of it. That's yeah. Look, he that's- needs to realize that you're not hurting anyone's legacy. You're not hurting Michael's legacy. You're hurting your own. By the way, we you're, need, you're talking. We need we need a cap on. We need like a, a talking salary cap. If you if you make if you have above a certain amount, you can't talk. Or you got like limited time. You got limited words. And then you're done. You want to talk more? Make less. Just make less money. And then you can talk all you want because you ain't doing nothing else but running your mouth. That's why all the people that's on the billionaire list, you never hear from them. (laughs) You rarely rarely hear from them. Jay-Z don't make albums like that anymore because he don't got much to say. (laughs) Yeah. Jay-Z going to be rapping about like preschool plays. I guess his daughter's like older now. I don't know how old Blue is. Blue, I yo, did you see Blue? Blue was on no. stage with Beyonce dancing. She's like all a right. teenager. I, mean, I believe you. Oh god, that age is all she, of us. She was, um, exactly. I remember when when they were going in on Beyonce for her having nappy hair as a kid. Now she on stage as a teenager. Tall. She's as tall as Beyonce. I felt old as hell seeing that video. Jay Z talking about putting together the. Uh, the middle school drama club program. Be great. That's all we need. Eddie James says, do y'all think LeBron will be bitter once he retires? <laughs> That's a good question. 
actually? Should That's be. a very good Dis- question. Disrespected, disrespected by all of you, and it's, it would be it wouldn't Stop. even be his fault. It would be all of y'all fault. Stop. All of y'all fault. No, I hope he. I hope he's not. I hope he's not like the LeBron. I fan hope he's not. Or just LeBron fans are bitter because he's not. People, yeah. don't, not everyone agrees he's the greatest player of all time. If you say he's the number two, I was looking at comments that I used to have on Facebook from like 2018 with LeBron fans when I was when I was firmly in the in the in the anti-LeBron uh, stage of my of my basketball fandom. And they would just argue with me. I said, I, I literally was like, LeBron James is one of the top five greatest players of all time. And you know what he responded to me with? He's like, calling him the top five is so disrespectful. Anything outside of top two is is hate. I was like, wow. Wow. I'm like, reading it back five years later, it's like, it just blew my mind. It was like, wow. Calling someone top five greatest player of all time is considered hate to some LeBron fan. I think I think I think the LeBron fans will be more bitter when LeBron retires than LeBron James for sure. I definitely think it'll be um I definitely think it'll be the fans that are more bitter than LeBron. I, I think that I think there will be a certain part of LeBron that like he's so passive aggressive with stuff. Like he's so he'll post like something on Instagram and that's how he'll be back. I don't think you're gonna see like LeBron on television being like that. Because he does seem like a, a fun, he likes to go out there and joke around and everything. Like he likes to have fun type of thing. So I think that's who you'll see most of the time. Something's gonna come up where he's just gonna like post it on Instagram and just like fire some shots off on his Instagram stories. So I don't think it's gonna be like full bitter LeBron, but there's gonna be Maybe a little part of him. Kind of like Jordan. Like Jordan isn't like full bitter on stuff. But, you know, when he does like these documentaries and stuff, like it comes out a little bit. Otherwise, (laughs) Jordan. He's still mad at Isaiah. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, Jordan like largely just shuts up. Like he's like, like, you know, I just bought this new car and everything. He's running the Hornets into the ground. But Jordan largely just shuts up. Yeah. Do a documentary. Sure. There will be a lot of fun side of LeBron because he wants to get into producing. He wants to own a team as well. So you'll see a lot of like most likely produce a Heatles, a Heatles documentary. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be some bitterness on LeBron when, see, the thing is, is a lot of the players nowadays are so who's going to like go after him. Patrick Beverly is going to say some stuff and LeBron's going to like, snap on him draymond would be that guy but draymond likes lebron so draymond won't say anything to cross him trying to think who else of like new media is gonna talk about lebron i think kd will be bitter when he retires i don't think so i don't think i mean he might be on twitter just like being kd on twitter kd just likes to hoop though like he's always said that like yeah he's gonna take shots on people at twitter but like in like documentaries in like public setting type of thing i think katie's gonna be very just like respectful of everything i don't i don't know if katie's gonna do like a lot of media stuff that's the other thing i'm trying to think of is like who's gonna do like a bunch of media stuff and just talk a bunch again patrick beverly a lot of times just these role players who just want to want to talk yeah and go and like 
That's why Kendrick Perkins I, is one of the, like the the biggest <laughs> basketball analysts. It's never it's never like the big star. Carry star the hell on. Carry on. Carry the hell. He's hilarious. I'm sorry. I I I I I've gone up and down this season with Kendrick Perkins, but I I enjoy him now. I am I'm at that point where I enjoy him now. JJ Redick is one of the smarter uh, basketball. Analyst, he's really good, and I love when he gets passionate and when he gets upset at Skip and uh, and Mad Dog. Those are always fun clips. Uh, and Jason, Jason Williams, uh, that's the one I'm down on. Out of all out of all the the former basketball player analyst, uh, Jason Williams, I'm just like, eh. see, I don't watch these shows. I only see it because it like comes across my timeline of oh, this person said Ooh. this. I'm like, okay, so I don't put any stock into a lot of these like opinion talking head stuff. I just don't like JJ Reddick. I like because he actually tries to break down the game from a little bit of a X's and O's standpoint. These other guys are just like, they're spouting off opinions. Like, all right, sure. And Tim Legler, Tim Legler is really good. I'll take your word for it. I don't, (laughs) I don't follow a lot of that stuff. JJ, all JJ Reddick is, is new generation. JJ, uh, Tim Legler, because Tim Legler was getting old. So they was like, oh, we need a new version of Tim Legler. When Tim Legler decides he's going to, he's going to call it quits. People asking, uh, Eddie James, do y'all cover the NFL? I'm a Colts fan. Um, we talk a little NFL. That's, I'm a Panthers fan and you know, we haven't been great, even though things are looking up. Bryce Young, let's go. And a shock. Uh, asking about the Cardinals recently. DeAndre Hopkins, look, I hope the Panthers get him because we need receivers. So we don't talk a lot of NFL, though. We are largely basketball, sprinkling a little hockey because of me. Um, and then reality television. I, I passed yeah. this link to Share Delaware, by the way, like an hour ago. It was 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> no, the thing the thing with the, the – NFL NFL is a is a good one to have like as a number number two to talk about. So if there's like bigger topics, we'll talk about it. But the thing with the NBA is the NBA is a twelve Don't month stop. a year. Yeah. It does not stop. Like it and in, the, in my opinion, it has the most interesting off season. Like it's it more interesting to talk about basketball in the off season than any other sport out there. So oh, that's why we we always can talk about the NBA. The wife. I went and watch game six the other night. And so I put it on and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch this. It's uh she's like, Oh, what game is this? I was like, Oh, it's game six, Heat and Celtics. She's like, You mean game sixty seven? I was like, No, game six. She's like, No, they've been playing for three months. I've heard about the Heat and Celtics <laughs> for three months now. I'm like, No, baby, it's it's just game six. She's like, Nope. Mm-mm can't tell me otherwise she's like yeah she she is in the firm belief of like no basketball just it doesn't stop and it really doesn't because one the season is very long two like the season ends and it's immediately draft it's immediately free agency it's immediately summer league and then all the offseason stuff there's like a small very small dead period in like august like mid-august is like sort of the dead period time and then after that, it's like, okay, well, now training camp starts and everything. Yep. And even then, even like the mid-August, late-August stuff, there might just be some random trade. that, Like the Carmelo Anthony trade, Carmelo Anthony to the Thunder, was like a late-August thing. And like, you just never know with the NBA. The NBA, it literally, it's 
it's 12 months a year and it's it's my favorite sport to follow along with because of that hockey's still my favorite sport but i do like the nfl and we'll we'll no, probably never talk baseball on this show yeah everybody hey I, I almost had a baseball podcast on another platform but really? i got bored after like two episodes <laughs> I, I only um, care about the Yankees when we get into like the summer and the fall. Then that's that's my team. See, I don't have a team in the NFL. I'm more of like a players guy. Like my favorite player right now is Patrick Mahomes. But I'm I don't I can't say I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I haven't had a team since Peyton Manning left. Like Peyton Manning is my all-time favorite football player. So I I went whatever team he was on. That was my team. So it was the Colts for a long time. Then the Colts just totally dropped him when he got injured. So I went to the Denver Broncos, but I didn't stick with the Denver Broncos after Peyton Manning called me quit. So now I'm a player's guy in the NFL. I like Patrick Mahomes. I like a few running backs out there. I like my fantasy team. We'll talk about my fantasy. We'll talk about fantasy football on this, on this show. But yeah, I, I, I have a team. I stick by it with the NBA, the NBA and, and even baseball. My Yankee, the Yankees is the only uh, New York team that I can enjoy. Eddie, Eddie says, in y'all's opinion, why isn't the NBA draft as big a deal as the NFL draft? I think the biggest thing is the NBA draft. There's a couple of things. One, the NFL draft is like multiple days. So they get just full hype for like a full on weekend. Cause it's, it's seven rounds. It's three days. Cause you do the first round, then you do the second and third, and then you do the, the fourth through seventh. Uh, the NBA draft is only one night. It's only two rounds. Two, college football is just bigger than college basketball. And I mean, you look at the NBA as well. The number one pick, when when, when Benyana this year, no one saw him play in college. Though, like he was playing, they they did televise some of his games, I believe. But like, you're basically following this guy through like YouTube highlights and things like that. Like, you were not able to like watch him play in the on, on television and everything like whereas the nfl draft like you see all these guys play not only one year in college football like at least three years so there's just a lot more hype when it comes to that because you've you're more familiar with all of these players because you've been watching them for at least three years uh with college football which is just bigger than college basketball those are basically the two reasons multiple days at least in my opinion um multiple days and yeah i agree you're able to follow the careers of these college athletes in football more than you're able to follow the people coming out for the NBA draft in basketball. There's a lot of one and dones in, in basketball, or like you said, the international uh, players, even though like I would say, I would say I've been following when Benny Ama for a few years now. I think, I've, I think we've been talking about when Benny Ama on this yeah, show for like, yeah. two, for like two, two, three years now. So uh, same thing with, with Bronny, who's not going to be drafted until, until next year. We've been talking about Bronny since he was like 10 years old in, in, in NBA circles. So yeah, I, I, I think that I think I I really enjoy the the NBA and especially like uh, Louis said like the top uh like the the top draft picks those are the ones that I pay attention to the most and I'll pay attention to them like it, and I rarely watch any college sports because I feel until recently college sports was uh glorified slavery uh because everybody was making money but the players but now that they've changed the rules, I'm a little bit more open to that and don't stick by that argument. But I do enjoy like March Madness and stuff like that with college basketball. So, yeah, I've been following a lot of the players in this draft for a while now, and especially when Benyama. 
Um, yeah, so the NBA draft is is coming up soon, and we'll have plenty of talk about that. I don't know where Share Delaware is. I'd like to recap the challenge at some point. Uh, maybe next week is we'll have to delay our draft again. or our challenge recap again. No, we we um, put it in the headline. We put it in the headline. Oh, we we got to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know where our pal shared Delaware. She's got a lot going on. Bless her. Um, she got a lot going well, on. Well, let's she's, let's see who I hope, won. I truly, I truly hope she's sleeping because I know she had a long weekend. She was in Vegas. I don't know how much she slept off that. I hope she's able to just sleep. Uh, that, yes. that that is what I'm hoping for our pal shared Delaware right now. All right. From what I've seen from our social media, she did not get a chance to sleep on the plane because people people order uh, middle seats for some reason. Yeah, yeah. So I, I hope she's sleeping. Honestly. All right. Let's pull up. Um, uh, share screen. What the? Uh, oh, hold on. I forgot. This is a new computer. This is the first time I've done this, so I have to change some settings around which i was not uh thinking of that i had to do i, oh my I legitimately don't know who won because i don't i i know i didn't win because i know i was up to like emily who got got eliminated like the last minute this was not a good year my fight my fight my streak of winning the the challenge world championships god damn it um, I Broke might have to, I might have to, if I drop for a second, I'll be right back. Okay. Don't the show worry, still run. Do you gotta, you gotta carry things here. SV3. Don't worry. Pick you up. I'll pick you up. I'm here with the split screen. Here you go. See, I'm Jared. I'm Jeremy Lambert. I write a lot of articles and I'm the headline God. Yeah. Guys. Now I'm SP3. I'm back here in the place to be. I had to be you for a second there. I was like, oh. I'm I'm Jeremy Lambert. I'm the headline god. Um <laughs> sounds very unfortunate to be me. <laughs> very I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to do that. That's not good. Okay. Here we go. All right, there it is. There it is. Let's go. Let's uh we can move this. Okay. No clue who won this. Let's see. Oh, you won, Jeremy. Congrats. As I should have. As I should have won. Finally. <laughs> finally what do you mean, finally? You no, finally you won and I didn't win. Oh, that's, that's I feel like I won time. before. Yeah, you did. you did. You did. Yeah. I think we did. We did split uh, before. And who picked? And Cher. You and Cher won. Yeah. Yeah. Cher had Jordan and I had Kaz. There you go. Let's go. Do you want to recap the, the finale and everything, SB3? You're a lot better at that than I am. Well, I think we got to recap the final two. So the last. Oh, who cares about the second to last? No, because it was interesting. Because uh, you had the whole deal that Kaz and Jordan made with uh, Yes and Emily uh, that they wouldn't win the, the final uh, daily challenge or they would let them win. But instead, they got them eliminated. <laughs> They said, no, we said we wouldn't win. We didn't say that we would let you win. Uh, so they got them eliminated. And basically, they helped Theo and Sarah win. And it was basically an elimination where you had to swim to, like, a rope ladder, untie this, like, uh, like this key piece, 
that uh, if you untied a certain one, you would drop another team. And then you had to go up all the way to the top and uh, solve a puzzle. And Kaz basically solved the puzzle for Theo and Sarah. And Sarah was going through freaking changes because she won. And she had to either put in our, her, her ride or die Danny, or she had to put in Emily, who she became best friends with. She's getting all emotional. They're crying in a bathroom together. And I'm you're my number one now. You're my number one now because Grant, Grant wasn't here. So you're my number one. No, shut up. Go into the, the elimination. It was the 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 final elimination uh, before the final. And they were going against Casey and Troy. Who Troy, Troy is so much one of my favorites. For the first time in elimination, I was rooting for Casey. I was rooting for Casey in this one. And in the finals, I was rooting for Casey and Troy. But uh, they they had a hall brawl, which one of my favorite eliminations as well, always. A hall brawl. And Emily actually beat Casey the first round. Uh, Troy beat Yes, which was surprising to only Yes, because I figured. I was like, yes, Troy is smaller than Yes, but I have more faith in Troy than Yes. Yes, Yes's whole kryptonite is eliminations. This dude has never won an elimination. All you have to do, if you are, if you fear racing yes in a final, put him into as many eliminations as humanly possible because that's the way to get him out. You don't want to face him in a final, then just put him in an elimination because that man can't win a damn elimination. So uh, Troy beat him. Emily beat Casey, so it came down to round three, and the girls went again, and Casey beat uh, Emily because she pulled her over to her side, and oh my god, not all, it was two things that have never happened to me before in a challenge. I rooted for Casey, and I literally, like, open mouth, loud ass laughed at Emily, at Emily crying. Oh my god, Emily crying might have been my favorite moment of this season. <laughs> because she, though, know, they gave her the villain edit. Like, I did not like her. Despite her being my final chance at winning this, or her and Theo were my final chances at winning this season, I was so happy that Emily lost, and she started crying. I was like, <laughs> Open about my my missus had to come into the room like why are you laughing so much? I was like Emily lost Emily and yes lost. <laughs> it was too funny for me. But you're the villain on this, just laughing at them like that. <laughs> she, she, she cried. She cried like the worst. Oh, oh openly crying and stuff. Oh man, that's that was great. Chef's kiss. Um, but Troy got screwed over once again because, like the uh challenge Australia, where he he had the 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 difficult like uh pole wrestle variant and he had to immediately go into the final, he overcame that and won. But this one again, after bumps and bruises, going through a hall brawl, they immediately send them into a final again. And I think that in that in that hall brawl, I think Casey re-aggravated the knee injury from double agents. You know how her and Fessy, her and yeah. Fessy got, got eliminated in the double agents final. I think she re-aggravated that from uh from Emily basically pulling pulling on her her damn leg in that stuff. So yeah, I think 
that was where she reaggravated that, and you could tell it was really kind of hurting her because they had an early lead in the final, but once they got to the checkpoint, and I think Kaz and Jordan uh, eclipsed them at the checkpoint, they came in third to that first checkpoint, but they solved their their little math equation so fast that they had the the first seed, and they never relented after that. They, it was really a dominant performance. Jordan is maybe possibly the GOAT because he has the highest percentage of winning seasons. He's done nine seasons of the challenge, and now he's won four championships. It, it It's very remarkable what he's been able to accomplish. Kaz is two for two because he's won two championships in two seasons, the, the Challenge UK and now this, the Challenge World Championship. But it was really a dominant performance. I did like the final. I like the final a lot more than... um. The writer dies a hundred hour final, which that was probably one of the worst finals ever. It was just a hundred hours for no damn reason. This one actually felt difficult because they had to do the the zigzag laps. Then they had to do each checkpoint. They the checkpoint had something that was like eating food related. Had a math equation. Had the little screw basketball thing that they had to do. Had the weighing of of each thing and putting it in order. So it tested a lot of different things throughout. And Theo, unfortunately, he yeah. just his his injury as well really like aggravated him to the point that he couldn't even do the final lap. And uh, they had, they got medically DQ'd him and Sarah. So it was unfortunate to see Theo's like comeback season end in that fashion. And I was really rooting for him. Uh, But yeah, he wasn't able to complete it. So it was down to the three teams. I just knew Tori and, and, and Danny were not even an option here. I was like, Tori and Danny, uh, even though they came in second, it was just like, I don't think y'all are winning. Like, I don't think you can have the season y'all had where y'all were never on the same page. And then y'all re- miraculously come together for the final. I was like, it's it's going to come down to Troy and Casey or Jordan and Kaz. And I think the, the Casey injury was the difference maker uh, for that. And Kaz and Jordan just had more in the tank. So they won this year uh this year's world well, the first ever challenge world championship and congratulations to them like i said jordan's one of the greatest finals runners and one of the greatest challengers of all time and kaz i would love to see her on more seasons because she you know is a good player a good competitor i another person uh, i said before kiki who got eliminated earlier please put her on more seasons troy troy is is awesome I think he deserves to be on more seasons. There's people that from these spinoffs that I would love to see on the main seasons because the main seasons have just got completely stale with the vacation alliance. I felt bad for Theo injuring his ankle. You never want to see anybody get medically disqualified in a final like that, especially like he just like twisted it running. Like those are always the worst when, when that happens. I mean, well, you know, if Fessy gets hurt and that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, you're right about Casey. The injury from from the last season, she she was struggling during the finals. That was unfortunate. I did like this final though, and I think the biggest thing is it wasn't just overly long for no reason. It was exactly. It was there. It was one episode, which good. I don't need five <laughs> episode finales out here because then you're just taking away the drama from episode one. It's like all right, I don't care about this episode there's a whole other ass episode that we got to get through before i know who wins this thing 
but it wasn't overly long. Like it was a longer finale. They had the first leg and then, you know, the second leg where they're in the train and they they're eating and you can't sleep and everything. Like it was a long final, but they still condensed it to one episode. It wasn't just like, Hey, just stand here for 500 hours and, you know, do nothing. Just yeah. literally just like ride a bike for 50 hours, ride a stationary bike. for 50. Those are dumb. And if you're going to do something like that, again, just condense it to one episode. So it doesn't feel, even if it is a hundred hours, it doesn't actually feel to the viewer that it's a hundred hours. So yeah, spreading I did across like this three final. episodes was the yeah. dumbest thing they've ever done. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's the longest finale ever. It's like, that doesn't mean it's good just cause it's longer <laughs> here. Just, yeah. I liked that it. it was one episode. I thought it was good. They had a lot of different stuff. Like you said, you had the endurance factor, you had the puzzles, you had the eating, you did have like the, okay, stay up late. Only the, you only get this amount of sleep because you did this much type of thing. Like it fit everything in there that you would want it to be uh, for a finale and like challenge them on a lot of different levels and stuff. And it was, you know, I don't, I never liked the time stuff of like, Oh, you, you did this in an hour and 10 minutes you did this in an hour and 11 you win like i like the race to the finish yes aspect, and that's what this was as well a race to the finish um yeah i thought it was a good season overall i thought it was a good finale i'm still very shocked that they didn't find a way to bring back bananas or west after <laughs> the the first few episodes once they got eliminated but that's also good like i don't need redemption houses and all no. this stuff either like it felt like this just stuck to their format didn't try to throw in too many twists and turns. I mean, they had the team aspect and then you break that down and everything like there was that, but it didn't feel like it tried to get overly cute for the sake of getting overly cute. And I like that about this season. Yeah. If I, if I had to rate it like on a scale of one to 10, I would give it a six. And the only reason I give it a six and not higher is because I do think that a lot of the, the drama and entertainment fell off when Kellyanne, God, yeah. uh, who Kellyanne in the first six, seven episodes became the MVP and nobody was able to take that away from her. As far as like she won daily challenges, won an elimination. She caused drama, caused the biggest move of the season, eliminating bananas. Like she was the cause of a lot of the entertainment factor. And then the final three to four episodes being mostly about Tori's inability to play this game. And Jordan playing this game vicariously through Tori, it just became such a drag in those final few portions. Like, and the fact that, you know, Tori and Danny were on the same team. So, and, but they were really adversaries, but I couldn't really even root for Danny because Danny was attached to Sarah and Emily who were other villains in this. So there was nobody to root for, for like the last three to four episodes because Jordan, I would root for, but he's playing vicariously through Tori who I'll never root for. And Danny, who I want to root for because he was one of my favorites from the challenge USA. He didn't talk about Kiki as much as this season. That's a down point. <laughs> did That's another he down point. That's very sad. <laughs> He mentioned her. He mentioned her in like the the finale, and I'm like, oh, I haven't heard her name like way less than we did before. Way like, less. I think so, like, I think someone told him that, or his wife told him like, don't mention me <laughs> as much. But I that was part of your charm. That was part of your charm right there. Come on. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, he, he didn't mention her as much, but I did like this season. I do look forward, uh, Eddie says in the chat, uh, ready for Carr and Polly to come back. Yeah, that's the, the next one we're getting. But but we're getting Challenge USA before Challenge All-Stars 4. All-Stars, All-Stars has been filmed for like months now. It's been filmed for months now. USA just finished up like two weeks ago, and that's coming first? And, like, I know Tina, Tina's been talking about it on her social media, and I actually got to interact with Tina in her uh, in her comments, and she's, like, even asking the question, like, why are they not putting out All-Stars 4? And I'm like, yeah, like, All-Stars is the best one out of all the, the, the current challenge offshoots, or even, even compared to the MTV, the challenge, the main one. The, the Challenge All-Stars is the best thing. It's the best thing because it's about you see these people that you've like grown accustomed to to seeing and watch them grown and now they're all grown up and older and all they want to do is just go into the house and have fun. There's some competitive aspect there, but it's not really done in like a personal malicious factor and there's no big overarching alliance that you hate that makes the game boring it's all a bunch of different things and if there is an alliance it's two separate alliances where you can root for your one team like uh you know save the palace versus the other guys like there, there's stuff like that that's memorable from these three seasons of all-stars i don't want to see another challenge usa i want to see the all-stars <sighs> Well, we'll have to wait on All Stars, and we do have to get through Challenge USA first. When's Challenge USA premiere? I believe uh, Eddie in the chat is saying August. So no, that's a ways away. Yeah. You know what comes up? Um, you know what comes out before this? I saw this preview last night, SB3, and we're gonna have to talk. I think about I saw that. you tweet about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Temptation Island is back. Temptation Island's back June fourteenth. Very excited for that to return and it's later this year it was like april the past few years it's not till june this year very sad it's in two weeks there's this other show it's called the big d and it's yeah it's it's on right after temptation island and it's divorced people like hooking up in front of each other and stuff so apparently they just take like this is the this is what i'm gathering Let's say they take like 10 divorced couples, so 20 people uh-huh. overall, and they just throw them into you know a mansion, a villa, whatever you want to call it. And it's just like, now you're free to date whoever you want in this little villa. So you're just hooking up with people in front of your ex who you have divorced. It's going to get stupid. It's going to get messy. And I cannot wait for it. Temptation <laughs> Island and the Big D back to back. Oh, in heaven we've been watching the Lord. ultimatum we're watching the ultimatum that's been good the four what, episodes i think i said this in the chat to you and i'm gonna say it on air here you and the missus need to watch love after lockup love after lockup and life after lockup me me and the missus just discovered they got a life after lockup oh my god love after lockup is just gold there's gold there I don't know why more people haven't talked about love after lockup. Love after lockup. Oh my God. People falling in love with prisoners. And then the prisoner comes out. They had the one season where homie had his, had his wife, right? He had his wife with a kid, but he also had a girlfriend and neither one of them knew about it. 
but they were filming them the entire time. Oh no! And then got got he was on parole. He violated his parole. He got sent back to prison. So the missus got a hold of his phone and realized that he's been cheating on her the whole time with the girlfriend. So she had to go through the producers and the camera crew to find out where homegirl was staying at because homegirl was in a hotel in the same city. She goes to the hotel. They like asking her beforehand. The girlfriend, they like, yeah, she's she's found out about you. She wants to sit down and talk to you. And she's like, um, okay, I guess. <laughs> Yo, it says, oh man, and the simpage. There's next level simpage. If you like David from 90 Day Fiance, take a look at the guys from this show. It's like they got one guy, Deontay, who spent thirty thousand dollars on this girl. And the girl didn't even want to sleep with him. And then she he's, he basically takes her to be his mother. And then he drives her back home. And homegirl sits on the porch. And he's like, hmm, why is she sitting on the porch? She never sits on the porch. She just goes inside. So he stays outside like a stalker. But homegirl is. He was right to be suspicious. Because homegirl pulls up. And her ex comes and picks her up. So homie starts going off on the ex. <laughs> And homegirl, like, how could you do this to me, bro? I just talked, I just showed you to see my mother. He's like, homeboy, do you know who I am? I'm her man. He was like, how, you ain't, that's why you ain't want to get me done because you giving him some. <laughs> he opens up his trunk and he starts tossing like a big bear in shoes. He bought her shoes. Dude gave her a thousand dollars when she came out of prison. He had stacks upon stacks of money. And he gave $1,000 when he met her outside of prison. He was like, I did all of this for you. And you did this to me? Yo, love after lockup. I am telling you, you and the missus, you would enjoy. it. If you, there, is, there might be a next level to trash reality. And it's love after lockup. And life what? after lockup. What, what station? What channel does this TLC. TL- of course it's on TLC. Yeah. TLC is the home of Remember Next That's the Level learning channel. Yeah, it is. It is. It 100% is. 100%. All right. I'll 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 see if I can't talk her into trying to watch this show. Uh, anything else, SV3? Anything else we need to talk about? Ace, Ace Jock, I never acknowledge your comments, but I will since you asked about thoughts on uh, Colty from uh, 90 Day Fiance. Probably one of the people I hate the most from that show. He sucks. He sucks. So the, way, the way he treats Debbie is disrespectful because Debbie's one of the greatest uh, reality show moms of all time. She's she's a good one, even though he he's basically he basically was started off as a mama's boy, uh. But but Debbie is is one of the nicer people, and the way Colty been treating her, especially in the latest uh, seasons, trash, trash. He sucks. He's the worst. Yeah, legit the worst. <laughs> and right. I only call I don't even call him Colt. I call him Colty because that's yeah, what Larissa, that's his name. Larissa, yeah, that's Colty, his name. Colty, yeah, Colty. That's his name. It's not cult at all. All right, SP3. We'll be back next week uh, to talk about the first couple of games of the NBA Finals. Uh, I assume our pal Cher Delaware will be back. Maybe we'll get her thoughts on the, the end of the challenge here. She celebrated victory uh, alongside myself, yeah. and we'll figure it all out. We'll never a shortage of things to talk about on this show. SP3, let everybody know where they can find you at. You can find me on the Twitter machine here at True Hill SP3. 
got plenty of content over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. It was a busy weekend, so we did our flagship show, the True Hill Heat flagship podcast, 227. We had Richard Benson of Post Wrestling on that show. Uh, we did a WWE Night of Champions roundtable review with myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and Romeo. And yesterday, we did our AEW Double or Nothing roundtable review with Romeo, Ness, Josh and special guest Tempest of Wrestle Talk. I was very happy to have him on the show. Talked about AEW uh, Double or Nothing from top to bottom. What we thought about the crowd. If AEW should leave out of Las Vegas. Who we think is next for MJF at Forbidden Door from New Japan. So there was a lot to unwrap from uh, Double or Nothing, which was a very polarizing. It was very divisive opinions from us on Double or Nothing. So. Check it out. And then coming up this week, we got a review of the Best of the Super Juniors finals. We also got a preview of Dominion for New Japan Pro Wrestling and my interview with Robert Fish, Bobby Fish, coming out soon, probably uh, coming up this weekend. So check that out. There you go. You got the, you got the man, the big dick, Bob Fish. Love it. Love it. Yo, he's awesome. Yo, man, oh, we talked about our quotes. families and stuff. Yeah, he gave me some really good quotes, and I got carried away because I'm a, R- a huge ROH fan. So I probably asked maybe one too many questions about his ROH run and not enough about later runs. But yeah, I learned a, I learned a lot from him, and he's he's actually a really really good guy. Really good guy. I got to talk about family with him even off camera. So shouts out to to Bobby Fish and check out that that uh, video that's coming out. There you go. Thank you, SP3. As always, guys, uh, support everything we do here at Fight Flow Books. We appreciate it. Uh, watch Tag Talk. That's the, that's the best show on this channel. Everyone watch Tag Talk. I boycotted Cinnabon yes. on Tag Talk yesterday because I was not thrilled. I love Ke- uh, Haley and Kylie's reaction to you. Oh, they sold it Cin- so well. They had no idea. It was so funny because like, if you watch the show, like, so here's, here's behind the scenes of this bit that I did yesterday uh i knew tag talk was on and i was like oh it was like four o'clock so i figured they might be close to being over because they usually go like an hour i was like i'm just gonna jump on and just just say hi just because i'm bored um and then in our trash uh, so this is where this came from uh we had just we'd finished our our cinnabons and so we we threw it out and i saw like the just the cardboard box sitting in our recycling and so i grabbed it and I was like, oh, I'm just going to take this. I'll do something with it on air. So I pop on, and they're both just like, oh, no. And I'm like, what? what? And so I pop on. I'm like, why are you reacting like, oh, no? I'm like, you think you're going to get fired or something? That's how I react when I see Sean pop up backstage. Like, oh, great. Now I'm going to get fired finally. Uh, and so I just popped on. I was like, Cinnabon, can't do it. And I ripped it up. And yeah, they sold it very, very well. Uh, but that bit came together literally in like two seconds. I had no idea what I was going to do. Thank God we had cinnabon in our recycling and i was able to to pull that off moral of the story is some of the best bits come from just off the riff just off the riff like when you asked me to be on the the press call which they everybody should check out (laughs) i was like i was like what can i ask i was like what's the question what what would you do oh (laughs) (laughs) it's like i'm glad we're all this is i'm gonna put a lot of people over here I rarely plan a lot of stuff like that, that press call. Like there was no planning on that at all. It just happened to be NXT had a media call. AEW had a media call impact had a press conference. And I was like, you know what? We're going to do a fight over booked media call on Thursday. 
no planning on it. And I just said it enough times to where I just worked myself into a shoot with it. I was like, well, great. Now I got to do it. And so I just sent the link to everybody. I was like, here, just do something. And so many people were just like, what's this for? Did I agree to a show and I forgot? And I was like, no, it's just a media call. Just jump on and ask something. I don't care. And like, you know, Connor's there, Alba's there, Chris Mueller. And none of them knew what was going to happen. Like none of them knew what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, just ask anything. I don't care. And I'll just riff on it. And so that's largely what happened. But yes, I'm, I'm blessed that we work with a lot of talented people where I can just be like, here, just do something with this and we will figure it out. And that's largely how a lot of these ideas go is and a lot of preparation and planning some stuff. There's a little bit, a lot of times it's just like, oh, that seems fun. Let's just do that and see where it goes. And Fortunately, like 90% of the time, I would say it works out. Some of them just fall dead. And I feel like the ones that are like actually planned fall the deadest. It's like, oh, that was actually, then you get to overthinking it and everything. The stuff that you just do immediately works uh, the best, it seems like. So we work with the talented people here in the wrestling space to where you just immediately pop in and just do something. So yeah, there you go. Very love it. All right, everybody. We'll be back next Tuesday. Check out everything we got going on on Five Flower Books. We get in the weeds tomorrow with myself and Joel Pearl. We got a big birthday celebration. This is something I've worked myself into a shoot with. I have no idea what this birthday celebration is for Joel Pearl. None. I got to figure something out uh, in a couple of days. Uh, we got a big birthday celebration for Joel Pearl on Friday. Otherwise, I don't know. Watch everything we do. Thanks, everybody. Nuggets in four. Nuggets in four. Nuggets in he four. He in seven. Nuggets at four. Ian Seven. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.